you didn't hear about them girls. They was in high school. They agreed not to wear those short shorts, so they all wore, wore ball shorts, and they tried to talk junk. Yeah, down. yeah, which was like it was amazing as far as the um, like the the pushback they got from that though. Like, yeah, like really, these are kids still. Yeah, and they feel insecure about showing their body, and I really don't know where that came from to where volleyball players had to wear stuff like that anyway. I mean, it's it's us, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, as far as, I mean, us as far as like men. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah wear these short ass bikini bottoms. Basically, y'all wear thongs and then jump around there so we can watch y'all. Yeah. And that's that's basically what it is. And, and they, they, they wearing yeah, and they wearing boy shorts in um high school and stuff. Yep. For tights. So, so like, like, like so, do y'all really need to wear those short ass shorts? Uh, when you playing volleyball and stuff school. like that in like, high school, in high school, hell, in, in middle, like junior high school, that, in high school, that's just that's that that's the norm. Yeah, and society so has made like, it like that. Yeah, yep. So when you questioning it, it's like you know. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante Credo here with my fam in the building, P. Shaw. What's up? P. Shaw, what's, what's, what's going up, what's on, up? bro? Man, life is good, man. Um, blessed, blessed to see another day. It's good to see you, man. Man, it is good to be seen. Um, it's it's definitely been a Monday. It's it's been a very busy Monday, but we here. We putting in work and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here to do a, a very swift yet specific and solid job as to bring you guys a solid podcast. And then we're going to get a body here because, oh man, there's a lot going on. So we definitely want to, you know, tap in, stay consistent and talk about some shit. But, um, KT is not with us today. Uh, she's visiting her family and, um, she she's been telling me some stories of what's going on, so maybe she'll share a story or two, of what she shared with me of what she's experiencing right now. But um, yeah, she she's visiting family, and they're very 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 religious, and I'll just leave it at that. And uh, yeah, so she wanted to get uh some equipment like some headphones and stuff to where she can uh participate and tap on into the to the podcast. Uh, without a lot of stuff going on around her, but you know she wasn't able to do that, so it's all good. Uh, Craig Mac is not here, assuming he's at work dealing with family. Shout out to Craig Mac, and should we even say Big E at this point? But shout out to Big E, um, and, and that's just that. And shout out to everyone. I'm not going to reveal names and stuff just yet, but everyone who's uh, given. Uh, interest as far as participating, whether it's coming on as a guest or just whatever the case may be for an interview. Uh, shout out to you guys. We're definitely going to start opening things up very soon, but you know, we just want to make sure everything in house is solid and, and all that good stuff. Y'all know how this stuff goes, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, 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 really excited because my favorite time of the year is here. And that's the NBA off season. At uh, the time of this recording right now was a little bit about 8.30-ish uh, p.m. Eastern time on Monday, April 2nd. And at 6 o'clock, the doors were open for NBA free agency. So free agents can go wherever they want to go. They can sign here, sign there. Trades are happening, trade rumors. And you know I've been talking about my team coming through and doing what they need to do. He, he, and, he, 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 he. and, you know, so I just, you know, I've been watching Miami. He made a couple moves that, you know, I'm okay with, but, um, you know, 
I, I don't think the work has been done yet. We made a couple moves. Um, we signed uh, Kyle Lowry to the team on a three-year, $90 million deal, which I do not like at all because he's 35 years old. Yeah, he's an all-star talent, but he's not an all-star now. Um, he's 35 years old, so y'all going to be paying him $30 million at the age of 38. Um, and he's he's not so much of a needle mover. Him on the team will improve our team, but he's he's it's not like, oh, we about to compete with Brooklyn. Oh, we about to compete with Milwaukee and stuff like that. We re-signed Duncan Robinson on an insane five-year, $90 million deal, uh, which, like, I feel like that's $20 million too much for him. And I feel like that $20 million could be used to sign another solid piece. But what do I know? Uh, and then we extended Jimmy Butler to a max deal to where he got a four-year, $184 million extension. Mm. So hopefully we're not done making moves because I really would like to get this particular guy that I'm going to show on the screen because I feel like if we're going to get Kyle Lowry, we might as well get this guy too. Like we, we, oh. that, yeah, <laughs> but we might as well get, uh, we might as well get DeMar DeRozan, you know, like, I don't know if you can see, you can't see that picture. Can you? No, I can't see it. Yeah, see that's that's just my stuff acting stupid. Um, but there's a picture of Demar Derozan in a in a dope ass Miami Heat uniform, um, uh, which he's still out there. He's a free agent, and you know it's like we should get him. Now that's an impact player. That's if he's on the team with Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and then you add Demar Derozan. See, that's a team I can be like, all right, my, my Miami Heat. We here, we here, and we we knocking on doors and stuff. Mm -hmm. But what do I know? But outside of that, man, so what's going on in your world, P? Well, you know, I, I, I had a, a eventful weekend. I had um my um, Kairos experience where some people that's been behind the wall were able to come together and, and tell their stories. Yeah. They was able to tell testimonies and um. It was pretty good, and it was the intro. So, you know, October 23rd, October 30th, I'm going to have something that's going to be bigger with with caterers, with volunteers, with, you know, all the works of all of the experience of showing brotherly love consists of, because I talk about it all the time, Proverbs 17, 17, friend, uh -huh. you know, friend loves it all the time, brother was born for adversity. And it's a lot of times to, to where, because of the pandemic, because of the distance, um, brotherly love or just love for the family just is not reciprocated by others. We talk about it, but to be right. able to have that person tell you, hey man, I love you, man. Let me tell you, um, you know, speak let me speak like life into you. Let me encourage right. you in a positive way. You're a good guy, um, you're a good father, you're a good husband. Men are getting discouraged because they're not hearing those words of affirmation. And um yes. it's actually up to us because if we're out of the household, if we're discouraged, the whole family feels their energy. And we talk about good vibes, um, good energy. If it ain't coming from us, a woman can give you that encouragement. and But you got to be able to give it back times 10. That's right. Because a lot of pressure is on men um, to make a woman feel like a woman. A lot of women are being masculine because they haven't had a father or a man to show them, hey, back off, back off. You don't have to hustle that hard. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to take, take the lead. So a lot of women are taking the lead. And. A lot of people talking junk about women being men, but they never had somebody to make them feel that secure or protected and trusting to the point that they could just let their guard down and be a woman. So women are having exactly. to take that role and be a man. I, I know because I had a single parent mom. So, you know, shout out to all the single parent moms, but y'all are not alone. A man is out there for you. Stop dogging them and just allow yourself to be free and be open. But um, but it was, it was a good event, man. And, you know, like I said, in October, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get all of you, you all to be this way too um during that time. So 90 days. Okay. 90 days. You got 90 days to go and and it's on. That's what's up, man. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. And for a little more context for the listeners out there, uh Minister P. Shaw had had a little uh like a conference, if you will, uh that just brought a lot of men together. Uh for those who are incarcerated incarcerated and who aren't incarcerated, it's this big fellowship 
uh, group meeting that he was able to put together. Um, hate I wasn't able to make it there personally, but I just knew it was, it was a huge success. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just proud of, of what you're doing for the community and just for people who are in that situation to where, you know, they they aren't coming out into a state of hopelessness or, uh, kind of deprogramming them from being, you know, institutionalized to where they feel like this is all I know. So this is all, you know, um, there's just no other hope for me outside of the mm -hmm. mistakes I made in the situation that I put myself in to men or to, you know, make amends for the mistakes that I made for whatever got me in, uh, to whoever got me to, to where I am. So, um, we need people like that. And it's just like you mentioned that, you know, men need affirmation too. Men need to be, uh, to, to be, you know, celebrated, to be told that they're appreciated things of that nature. And we also have to be able to do that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to be able to celebrate ourselves, to affirm ourselves, uh, to pick ourselves up. And, you know, of course that's easier said than done because just, you know, as, as life goes on, you realize that sometimes you may be in that situation where it is only you. Yeah. And the only person who can pick you up at the time is you not to say yeah. that your friends don't love you and your family don't love you. But just at some times you're going, you're going to be in a situation where the only one that can speak life, that can uplift, encourage and push you forward is you. Um, yeah. There was a particular thing that uh, Will Smith said years ago um, regarding this was speaking into in regarding of, you know, his marriage, which is, can be applicable to marriage and anything in life, honestly. But he was like, you know, I can't look to anyone else to make me happy. I, I have to, I control my own happiness. Like it's unfair to go to someone else and be like, okay, make me happy. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. I'm, I'm in, I'm in charge. I'm responsible for my own happiness, not anyone else. So my, my, my wife or your husband, uh, your, your brother, sister, cousins, family members, best friends, they aren't responsible to make you happy. You are responsible for your own happiness. Uh, of course they can contribute to, uh, to happiness. Uh, and there are factors of happiness, but they cannot and will not be the source of your happiness. You are the source of your happiness. And, um, of course, all those things are amazing. We just have to find a way to to reach within ourselves and and to to make these moves uh, to where we can you know affirm and to go after things ourselves when you know we find ourselves in those trenches by ourselves. So mm. yeah. So um, all that being said, some some really good news. Like I said, we we're going to just kind of speed through these things because you know it's um. You know, it's 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 just been a, one of those days. It's, it's one of those Mondays. Like, work was crazy. It just seemed like it was a full moon out all day. And it just kind of just brought out, it just brought out that thing in people. And maybe it's because <laughs> it's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Get up, get up, get some cats and shakes and come on. Wake up, wake up. Wake up, it's the first of the month. Get up, get up, get all right. So it is the first of the month. So maybe that's why uh just all of these things were were just going on. It's just been a crazy Monday. Like I'm texting wifey, and wifey's like, yo, what is going on today? Like these people are crazy. And I'm I'm having these issues, the case of the Mondays at work where everyone just wanted to just act a donkey today. Um hit up my friend, you know, she's having a crazy Monday. And it was just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, it's a Monday plus it's the first of the month, but you know, some, a bit of funny news. Now we've been talking about Simone Biles. We spent a good bit of time on Simone Biles, um, quite a bit on our last pod. Um, so there's a, a bit of an update. So Simone Biles is coming back to the competition, to the Olympic mm -hmm. games. Uh, she will be competing. Uh, what, what, what's the, um, the, the what's the event? Beam. She, the, the balance beam. beam. Yeah. So she's going to be uh, competing in that. And I'm excited uh, to see her come back to kind of, you know, fight through that adversity um, to kind of fight through, you know, the, the twisties as she called them. Um, which 
once I understood and kind of did a little research as far as what the twisties were, um, that's basically, you know, when, when your equilibrium is off, mm. you know, so like you, you, you don't have a sense of balance. You don't have a sense of direction. You, you just, you know, all, all of that's gone. So just, just imagine you just floating in a void of space and you don't know what's up from down, left from right. Um, you know, if you don't like you lose all that. So, um, you know, she had the case of the twisties, um, and she's coming back. I'm excited. I'm really excited. So of course, you know, the dummies, the dummies had the talk and, um, of course they're, they're talking because that's just what they do. They're, they're dumb. We already exposed them and shown them for what they were, but I wanted to, to read a particular quote and, uh, to kind of expose some hypocrisies there. Now, um, they asked a, um, I, I believe he represents Sweden. Let me look this up. So I don't, so I, I make sure I have all my, my facts, right. But, uh, actually he's Serbian. Okay. So Serbian, uh, tennis player by the name of Novak Djokovic. Um, he was asked about a question that was passive aggressively referring to Simone Biles, uh, where he was asked about, you know, how do you deal with pressure? How, you know, how do you fight through adversity and this, that, and the third. So Novak Djokovic said, pressure is a privilege, my friend. Without pressure, there is no professional sport. If you are aiming to be at the top of the game, you better start learning how to deal with pressure and how to cope with those moments. Now, he wasn't directly talking about Simone Biles. Of course, they didn't and never said her name. But of course, the question was asked in the context of Simone Biles, because Simone Biles and the news of her withdrawing from uh, the, the the finals of uh, the all around was basically the, basically the talk of the Olympics. So th this question was a reference to her. This was his response. People were praising this response and using this response of see, that's a real Olympian. Pressure is a privilege. You better learn how to how to uh start learning how to deal with pressure and how to cope with those moments. That's right. That's a real Olympian, even though he's not even American. But okay. Now, in a bit of funny karma, two days later, which was uh a couple days from today, Monday, August 2nd, uh -huh. in a Metal qualifying match to where if you win, you compete for the gold. If you lose, um, then you're basically out. Like, you, you don't get a medal. Um, he lost his tennis match to a German uh, tennis player. I do not have his name. Honestly, it really doesn't matter at this point. But after he lost his bronze medal match, Novak had a complete breakdown. He threw his racket into the stands, smashing his racket on the ground to where it broke. And he skipped. Let me say that again. He skipped his doubles match that he had in the Olympics. So he was uh, competing in the, in the singles match for the, for the bronze medal. And because he lost that match, he threw a full tantrum. Smashed his racket on the ground, threw it, threw another one to the stands, and then he was participating in a Olympic doubles tennis match that he just skipped. He skipped. So if you want to talk about the epitome of quitting, that's quitting. Yeah. That's what a quitter does. Now I'm not calling Novak Djokovic a quitter and I'm not going all in and well, he's ashamed to his nation and all that stuff. The way y'all try to go at Simone Biles, he, he had a meltdown. I understand this is high, high, high stakes competition. This is to determine the best in the world at what you do. So I understand the frustration, the overwhelming desire and hunger to win. And sometimes people just can't cope with those things as others should, as far as, you know, being, uh, taking defeat in grace and la 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 la. Some people is just, just aren't built like that. But it was funny because he himself said pressure, pressure is a privilege. My friend, 
Without pressure, there is no professional sport. If you're aiming to be at the top of the game, you better start learning how to deal with pressure and how to cope with those moments. Now, mm. the reason this bronze medal match was so big for him was because if he would have won, um, of course, he would have gone on to be um, to compete for the gold medal. And if he would have won, he would have been uh, regarded what's known as a Grand Slam gold medalist to where he would have basically won it in four different uh sports and, and this, that, and the third. So it, it would have been a big moment for him, but he lost. So he had a complete meltdown through a tantrum, broke rackets, and and then skipped, didn't even show up. Not, you know, and it wasn't due to mental health. It wasn't anything viable or legit. He just said fuck it and 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 bounced. So and of course, these people are absolutely silent about it. They haven't said a word. Now when he made that quote on uh, on competition and privilege and, and pressure and how to deal with it and da 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 Oh, they was lauding his going, oh, he, he's, uh you know, this country should be proud of him and da-da-da-da-da. He had his whole breakdown and then it's crickets. These are the type of people you deal with. Absolute hypocrites, man. And it, it was just, it was funny. It was so funny to me. Um, and I'm ready for Simone Biles to be back. And when she wins this gold, I wanted to go ahead and and laud it in front of everyone's faces. Who's the quitter now? That's yeah. that's all. Yeah. Who's the quitter now? So hmm. that that's that's that. <laughs> so um so big shout out to um to Simone Bow. She's coming back. And also shout out to you know Novak Djokovic. Um for what I understand, he's a highly decorated tennis player. Um, definitely sure he'll come back. Hopefully he'll come back stronger, you know, take his own advice and, and, you know, and, and do bigger things, learn from this, uh, find the lesson in it and come back stronger. See, that's what you're supposed to do when you're quote unquote criticizing people or when there's an opinion, you, 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 you come to an understanding and you want to see things from their perspectives, regardless if it was wrong. Now, of course, if things are absolutely stupid, then it's absolutely stupid. We get that. But, for y'all people that just want to make a, a hot take because some of the people that I see that make all these claims and, and, and talk all tough and shit on the internet, well, I look at you and I'm like, I know there is no way in hell that you would say any of this stuff to any of these people's faces. And that that's the integrity that I try to keep up. That if I say something, then I better be willing to say it to their face. And yeah. thankfully enough, I am. Cause you know, okay. we from Light Oak, baby. So <laughs> mm. we from Light Oak, baby. That's the that's that's the only way we know how to do things. If you're going to talk, it's it's going to be in your face. So be ready to say it twice, and, mm-hmm. and you better at me, yep. at me, so I know it's real. If you're going to say something, at be me. ready to say yeah. it twice. That's the rule. That's mm-hmm. the rule. Be ready to say it twice, and that's it. Mm. That is it. So. All that being said, like I said, I'm 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 low key watching uh the NBA tracker here. Um and you know, I'm I'm just waiting to see what Miami does, even though this is the first day of free agency, and they can go all the way up to like October before they make really, you know, big moves or whatever. But, you know, I'm I'm really excited about the NBA season. And and yeah. That was it. So I have a I have a, a a random question to ask. Have you ever texted the wrong person? Like you meant to text a person uh, a particular message and you ended up texting the wrong person. Like how how did that turn out? Wow. Um, I just kept going with it and it made it look like it was a joke. Ah, uh, okay. Like even if it was to the point that I like female to female, mm-hmm. I may I may keep texting keep texting it. I might keep sending it, keep sending it. So it's guaranteed to look like a mistake. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna keep like, like, Oh man, I'm trying to call Beyonce, but dang, this, G, just this Janae, I call Janae Beyonce. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna keep calling Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. Are you sure you meant to text me that? Girl, I'm just playing with you. Uh-huh. Man, something wrong with my phone. Something wrong with my phone. <laughs> I was, I, I was on, I, I was on, I was on Google and it must be stuck. <laughs> I don't know why I sent you that. I was searching for some music or something like that. Listen, you know? but of course, I, I, I'm, of course, it was a basic name. So, so, right. so it, it wasn't Beyonce or Janae. It might have been like, 
like Ashley versus Kristen or something like that. Just random yeah. names. I've yeah. I've made that mistake once in my bachelor days, and it was, <laughs> I think, the the dancing I did to get out of that one. I swear to God, I felt like I was Chris Brown the way I was dancing. Listen, <laughs> I was. I was, uh, you know, I wasn't anything serious, but, you know, I was talking to one and then one was like, all right, she may be a cool option or whatever. And, uh, you know, and it's not even so much of your, your generic messages, like, your, hey, what's mm-hmm. up? It's something specific that they don't know, only, but only the person yeah. that you're intending to text that to knows. And so they're like, what? And you then you like ah da 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 um yeah so and and this this was a person that this is a person that you know again one of uh an ex I don't know if she was a classmate classmate but she 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 came up with us she she lived in Light Oak as well and um mm. so I was. Coming home, right, I was right, up in college. Right, right, you talking about right around the corner? Uh huh. Okay. Right, right around the corner, and at one and at one point in time, she lived right behind me. So, um, okay. so I was coming home from college, and you know, I was meant to text one person I was coming home to see, but I text the other one, and they're like, "What?" I was like, "Ah," and I, I did my my Chris Brown. Um, it's your man on the floor. Is he ain't? Let me know. Let me see if you can run it, run it. Like I, I was, I was, da- <laughs> that's how I was dancing. <laughs> 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 that's how I was dancing, man. And it, it was, it was absolutely like, it, it was funny. It was just so funny. Um, so I, I just, I just thought about that because there was a, a, you know, my, my friend, my coworker at work, she was telling me, cause you know, cause she's in her, um, bachelorette phase. I'll just put it that way. And, uh, mm. she told me about, she recently texted the, the wrong guy, um, uh, and detailed her experience of having the, having a dance out of that situation. And I'm like, you know, well, that's just part of the game. She's got to, Make sure, but what from what I understand now, you you girls save dudes' names by emojis and stuff now. So, um, mm-hmm. I guess that's a better way of storing people's names, I suppose. But I I don't know, I don't know, I I don't know anything about that now. So, yeah, well, you know, well, you am, know and, um, and that's the thing because even 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 when you may say it now, knowing. It's no cruel intent behind it, and knowing you only talked to one person, you can really right. tell that person that wasn't meant for you. And you know what they're gonna say? Okay, they're this not gonna say who was it? Who was it meant for? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They just gonna be like, all right. And I mean, because I've, I can't say I ain't been in a situation like that recently. I'm like, hey, that wasn't for you. All right, cool. I mean, because it was for my mama. But the fact that yeah, this person didn't even say who was it was for. I was like, oh, that's kind of dope. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Which I got is, a question for you. What's up? I got a question for you. Since you asked me that question, uh-huh. when was the time, you know, you, you're a football player. I mean, you're a basketball player. I'm a football player. So when uh-huh. did you know you was in love with basketball? It was really, really early. So, of course, you know, I grew up watching Michael Jordan and the Bulls. But it wasn't until, like, I realized how good I how good I was. This was um, right around like sixth, seventh grade. Now, I was coming behind Big Raffy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I was coming behind. Uh, there was another guy who had the same name. So, and he was a year older than me, for those who's listening. And, you know, he, he was the baller of the neighborhood. And for a while it was, it was competitive jealousy because it's like, I can be better than you. And so I'm working, working, working to like, cause I'm not going to be the second Raffi. I'm not going to be little Raffi for too much longer. Right. And, <laughs> you know, so that, that, that was like what drove me. But once I kind of got rid of that, it's like, this is not to 
once I kind of came into my own with it, this was probably around like seventh, seventh grade, seventh, eighth grade. When I realized how good I was individually, not trying to be like someone else, not trying to beat anyone else. And my dad put me on watching people because at that point, you know, everyone wanted to be like Michael Jordan. So everyone's out practicing moves like Michael Jordan. Everyone wants to do the Michael Jordan fadeaway. Everyone wants to hang in the air like Michael Jordan. Everyone wants to dunk like Michael Jordan. Do this like Mike. Do that like Mike. And Pops just kind of saw me and he was like, listen, you have to understand the tools you have. The tools you have may not be the same as Michael Jordan's. So you may not have gigantically big hands like Michael Jordan. Like you can palm the ball and do whatever you want to. You may not even grow up to be 6'6", like Michael Jordan. So you have to look at what you have and focus on those tools. And then he put me on to Tim Hardaway. And at this point, Tim Hardaway, you know, the master of the killer crossover, he just was traded to the Miami Heat. And that's how I uh, started to focus on how good I was. And that caused me to really fall in love with basketball um, to the point to where, I accomplished certain goals as far as my skill and talent versus Big Raffy and the Wesley Peelers and, you know, all these people as far as point guards and stuff that I was behind trying to quote unquote catch up to. Now nah, I was my own dude and I was a monster at that. So, mm-hmm. um, my mama right around seventh, eighth grade, said, I ain't never seen nobody play like, <laughs> play like Raffy. I'm like, yeah. So animal. And it, it was, and that's basically what it was. Um, and it was, um, and this, what I got from my pops was like, you know, from that lesson of understanding who you are. And it was that lesson that I've taken with everything. That's how I approach music. That's how I approach battle rap. That's how I approach my life. Just how I just go about everyday life, really understand who you are, what you have to work with, what your strengths, weaknesses are. And he was like, if anything, if you can't out jump them, if you're not, if you can't outpower them, if you can't out cool them, then work harder than them. So mm. that's when around high school, y'all started calling me turbo because I was just, I would just go. So it's like, yeah, I'm good. But what, regardless of how good you are, or you may be better than me, but you will never outwork me. That's why, you know, when, People like the Maurice Petties, the superstars, the six six superstars of the world in our neighborhood respected little old me because I was mm-hmm. a dog and I didn't care yeah. who you were, how big you were, how good you were. You know, I was going to take you down. And, you know, and it's, a, it's it's amazing you said that because how many times we've been in the gym, you was the tallest person on the team on our three on threes, and it'd be me, you, and somebody else. And we dogging yep. everybody because we was everybody. outworking them. We outworking mm-hmm. them. We out hustling them. I, yep. I can't out jump you, so I'm going to box you out. I'm already lower mm-hmm. than you because I'm short. So let me go yep. ahead and push you all the way to the, to the out of bounds, and I'm going to let somebody mm-hmm. else get the rebound. Yeah. Yep. And that's what yeah. we used to do. We used to straight. You you remember that AAU team? Um, was, was that AAU team? Uh, it was one of them teams that we played on. I think it was like during the summer or something. Yeah. Uh, it was at at, uh, at Gardner Webb University. Yep. You, you remember that summer program we played, and yeah, I know what you're talking about. and we were, you know, out out gun. And these are you know pro AAU players, prospects, and stuff in the summer league. And it was just our little ragtag group of people, and we used to run people out that gym because we we would hit that ground running from. From tip off until the game ended, that's all we did—just hustle, hustle, hustle. Everything, everything, hustle. everything was a fast break. Everything was a fast break. <laughs> Even when they scored, we just get the ball and we just ran. That's all we did—just ran. And we mm-hmm. we was running people, and, and we we still feeling, you know, we cool and everything. We little winded, but you know, we would run people to the ground. But that's 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 what just my love of it, and I felt like I would never disrespect this game because that was also my outlet for me you know when you know because of course where we grew up light oak in shelby north carolina you know it wasn't you know it it wasn't a pretty place to grow up in so in order to keep me out of trouble that's what pops did that's when he made that court in the backyard and that was my outlet so instead of 
you know, getting involved in a lot of street stuff or finding things that would get me into trouble. I played ball. Um, when, you know, I was frustrated or whatever down on life, I would go play ball. So like playing ball was my outlet. It was my way to kind of escape, kind of get in my own world and, and just zone out, get out of my head or get into my head. So, you know, and I still love basketball to this day. I, I'll be walking to the kitchen. Wife would be walking towards me. I'll cross up real quick. <laughs> we will be walking to the kitchen. <laughs> I'll be, <laughs> and she'd be sitting there like, like, so we are not on the court. <laughs> like in my mind, we are, I'm just saying, I, yeah. so just this yeah, way, I'm, I'm going I'm to drop this you. about 30 pounds. And I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all it's over. It's over for y'all. When once I lose a little extra weight and get my body back, oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Right. So, that's what's up. That's what's up. We appreciate so, that story. That... Yep. So in that same vein, Mr. Football Guy, Mr. Oh, All-American. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Football. Well, uh, well, well me, you know, um, I ain't have no man to play catch with me when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I ain't had nobody that showed me how to play football. I was one of the ones banging my big brother, my six six big brother. Yeah, hey man, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm I'm play I'm gonna play play with y'all. They outside playing now. You too small. You too small. Yep, man, I ain't, I ain't too small. So you know we play we played at Bowling Springs Elementary and um my six three big brother. They didn't even know we uh-huh. was because the height difference. So right, he was running back. I was running back, and they didn't know we was the same one. And I had so much of a chip on my shoulder from people saying I was short, I was too small, I was too little. Yep. So when I ran, I ran and. Uh-huh. You know, every every move I mimic, even though I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, was I would mimic Barry Sanders. Um mm-hmm. Barry Sanders had a move I seen. I was I was young and I seen I think, you know, he just now got went to the um NFL and full speed. Guy was ten times bigger than him. He spun. I said, Ooh, so I'm running through the house spinning. Ooh, running through yep. the house spinning. It got to the point that I don't care how big you was. I knew you was bigger than me. But if I can hit you and spin off you, I was gonna score. Yeah. So so that right there made me look at football like, yo, I can, you know, I, I can really make something happen because as long as I'm quicker than them, and as I grew older, I realized, hold on, I'm short. I'm not small. I'm short because I was just as strong as they was, but I was mm-hmm. short. My legs are just as powerful, but I'm short. I said, wow. And then, you know, I'm a fan of Florida State. I saw Peter Ward. Run back a punt return. He walked up to the football. And right when they got close to it, he picked it up and took off. I said, Ooh, I'ma do that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so you know, so going up through uh elementary school, through middle school, and then getting to high school and in high school in ninth grade, you know, I was a I started at strong safety and got moved up as running back. Yeah. Started strong safety, got moved up in varsity as running back, and I begged them to let me go back down and play with my boys. I came down probably about two games. They said, "Nope, go back up." So go back um, up. <laughs> they said, "Go." They said, "Go back up." And and being young on a on a team of big boys, um, Monte had moved up too. Being young, you don't say a lot, so I couldn't say a lot because everybody was ten times bigger than me. However, right. s- statistics speak for themselves, and I'm probably the only person in Chris High history. That I always had to share the throne. I always had to share the ball. I never had the backfield by myself. I never got right. to finish off by myself. But you know, I was an athlete. I went to I went to college and I played. I had ATH on my name in college, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I thank God for me being called to to ministry because if I had I had become that famous person in the sports the way people would like it that to be i may have not had my love for christ and love for people that i would have but you know i still love football to death so i already know my my kids um my son's coach is gonna be in trouble with me on the sideline because yeah intellectually um that's why also why i play ncaa i used to play ncaa because they got more plays yeah because i'm Mm -hmm. I'm one of them type of people we're gonna call that four or five plays at one time go to and let's run them because that same yep. mentality, like you said, you should be in shape. Let's run these folk. And actually doing mm-hmm. that helps out your line. Your line don't be so winded when you, they know what you're doing and the defense don't. The defense trying to get set up. Let's run these four plays. And I probably only got pissed off about a few times. And one time was when Coach Kirby 
we had a chance to smash out Kings Mountain. Had a chance to smash out Shelby. And he called the dogs off. I'm like, yo. Yeah. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm walking, pacing back and forth. I'm like, yo, it's a rival game. Let's do this. And, um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I love my Shelby High Folk. I love my um, my Kings Mountain High Folk. And we're going to get this alumni flag football game pumping and jumping. Cleveland County, I'm going to make it happen. If ain't nobody else talking about it, we're going to do it. And hopefully for Facts. our field day, for our tw- for our twenty year class reunion, you said you got thirty pounds to do it. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you ten months to figure it out. By next summer, we're gonna have this. this we're gonna have it's this basketball intramural intramural game as well. So Mario Clark, Brian Banks, you know, holler at me. We're gonna figure out something, and um, we're gonna make it happen. But yeah, I love football to death, man. Um, like I'm excited to actually go see my son play. I haven't physically been able to see him play um, due to restrictions. But um, but God gonna work it out, man. And I'm excited to see all of our sons. You know what I mean? Your sons, right. my sons, my sons, your yep. sons. You know, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see them on the platform on a higher scale. I even got to see Eric's son play. I was like, yo, he a beast. Yo, Eric, what you doing yeah. with him? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he that was actually that the last boy. football game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to see what next level he goes to. You know, as far as as far as high school, college, and so on and so on. Because we as men, as long as we're in our kids' life. The things that we didn't have, the things that our father figures and fathers um, Im- embedded in us, planted in us, we're able to take those niggas and create something um, better or the same thing. Because yep. everything that your father told you, I was sitting over here, and I didn't want to get emotional about it, but I was like, yo, man, what heights could I have went to if a father told me that I could be anything? So when you mm-hmm. hear my son say, speak life, give life, I'm like, yo, son, nobody told me that. Do great, be great. Nobody told me that strength, mm-hmm. no weakness. Nobody told me that, son. Do yep. you know how blessed you are to have me tell you that? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's um, facts. Scott, that's just, Scott, Scott, yeah. And it's just the the importance of just having a father. So that that's why I I, I applaud us for just for for breaking those generational curses. So just yeah. being like, you know, I may not have had it, but that does not mean you're going to be without too. So the, mm-hmm. the things I didn't have, the lessons that I, I wasn't able to to be taught or properly, you know, shown growing up, like you you won't have those struggles. The the struggles you will have will 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 be on a greater level than the struggles that I had. So it's like it's it's up to me to make sure that you become a better man than me. Uh oh, yeah. and it's way. it's up to us. It's up to us to start that process. And and I, I just know just how we all grew up, how we all grew up. I know we're all doing that. We're all yeah. doing that. And, you know, that's just, that, that that's just the important thing. And I think it's that, that is the foundation of fixing the issues that we have in our communities, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that's just it. So one more question. You probably hear my kids screaming. They do it all the time. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. They having fun. I know. Well, they do this. You know. You know. Everything was cool, but it just mommy's home now. So when mommy goes, you know, comes I, was, you home, know I was then, about to say that. I was about to say that she must be home. Yeah. So and then they just lose their mind, and then you know, I I, I have them trapped. Uh, I have them in high chairs <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's like for the little you you can't move, you can't go anywhere, but she lets them down and then they just <laughs> just like crazy. So <laughs> it, it, here's here's another random question I would ask. <laughs> what was your what was your your club or going out name? Like your your fake name that you would tell people? Um oh man. Uh, we all had names, man. No, yeah, no, like we all right. had names. Like the only one I remember because it was the funniest one to me. It was uh, Montes, and he was a Rick Young. <laughs> yeah, Rick, <laughs> he was, yeah, Rick Young. I think my I think mine was Chris. I think mine was Chris because I don't know why. I was just like, hey, my, you know, my, mine was Chris. But <laughs> one time I messed up and said my name was Dante. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. Hey, I said Dante. It was just first they came in my head. First they came in my head. Craig looked at me. Craig went. All right, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mom, for whatever reason, was was Marcus. I I, I don't know why. Like, 
I don't know what what my thing was with the name Marcus, but that was because uh, yeah. there was one time where, where I I did not like my name. I didn't like my name yeah. at all. It it didn't seem cool enough to me, and because everyone was stupid enough, was well, to be like, oh, like the Ninja Turtle, and I, I was tired of beating up people because of that. So, <laughs> I was, so I thought, oh, your name's Raphael. Oh, like like, like the Ninja Turtle. I'm like, all right. Um, but, you I know, fight, I, I fight it, like him too. <laughs> yeah, which is true. Which you know, it it didn't help me because you know when people are gonna roast you, they gonna roast you, and and that's just kind of in our culture. You got to learn to roast and be able to be roasted without getting in your feelings. Mm. And it didn't help my case when I actually took up martial arts for six, seven years of my life from when I was a kid. So um, then I finally dropped it to, to um, you know, to go straight to basketball. But it was like, oh, your name is Raphael and you do, you know karate? Oh yeah, you're a real Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I was like, I can't win for losing. But um but yeah, it was it was Marcus. I thought Marcus was a cool name. Yeah, Marcus. My name is Marcus. <laughs> Just, uh, but then it's also it would be the funniest thing to where when you out and about and again and you run into people that you told your fake name to, and then they come up to hey Marcus, and I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 it's, it's crazy, right? Because like, well, I didn't. I didn't. I honestly didn't even have a cell phone till college. So we going out and about, and everybody, I was giving everybody number, Craig number. So when they would call, they would hit Craig's name on there, and instead of calling me Chris, they thought I was Craig. Yeah. I'm like, because Craig didn't even know his number. Craig said, what's my number? I said, uh-huh. I, done gave the, I, done, I done gave the girl your number. So they right. called me. They would think I was Craig. They're like, no. Hey, yep. That was funny. Craig, Craig used to, <laughs> Craig used to have some, like, Craig, how you going to mess up the vibe like that, man? <laughs> I ain't gonna mess up the vibe, but man, it is, it is, it's, it's all good. It is all good. I, I just, I just thought about man, Marcus, and then now I think about, I was like, why Mark? I still, I still don't know why Marcus was was the name. I just, I just kept giving people when I didn't want them to know my real name. Um, see, and at that time, <laughs> it wasn't really that bad. Versus now, now you might need to give them your fake name. But this back is true. Then, y'all this is true. People couldn't really look us up like that. This they is really true. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Because with social media and stuff, yeah, I'm, I might have to go back into creating my uh, my fake name. But I didn't gave people my real name now, so I guess it only matters. Think it's too late for that. But it's, <laughs> nah, I'm gonna start going. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call this uh, talk my Marcus or something. Uh, my name is Marcus Credo. Or something. Change my name. Or, or, or you could just change your name to Scott. Yeah, <laughs> nah, nah, I ain't changing my name to Scott. That's no, that name is off limits. Uh, there's a whole bunch of drama that's gonna happen if my name was Scott, <laughs> mm. and it would not be involved going to get the shot. <laughs> going to get shot, going yeah, to get going shot. to get shot. Yeah. Y'all be getting shot. I won't get the shot, but I'm gonna get shot. <laughs> so, man, look, look, this, um. I'm still watching NBA stuff. And what what do you think about the Lakers? They got mm. Russell Westbrook. Like, mm. we, we talked about it a little bit before, but it's official official now. And now mm. they're starting to add people around them. Like, they're, they're trying to get, uh, well, Carmelo's trying to go Carmelo. to the Lakers now. Yeah. Now, Trouble. Dwight Howard has gone back to the Lakers for a third stint. Mm. At the Lakers, then they then Trevor Ariza is just gone there. Then Wayne Ellington, basically some shooters and three and D guys. Um, so so they went from a fairly young team to now they're looking like a real veteran team now because they got some uh, a lot of older veteran people there. Uh, if they pick up Carmelo, which I, I hope they do, honestly, I want Carmelo on the Lakers. He should be on the Lakers. Um, and I, I think that'll be. I don't see anyone beating them out the West, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I don't see anyone beating the Lakers with a team of Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and then your next best player is Carmelo Anthony. And then you have a center. You have Mark Gasol and Dwight Howard, mm. and like 
That's it. They, they lost Alex Caruso. They traded away. Um, they traded away Kyle Kuzma, but which everyone hated. People hated Kyle Kuzma. I don't know really. I don't, I don't really know why. Well, I know why. He he didn't pan out to be the type of player they they thought he would be. Um, they traded Montreal's Harold. Uh, so they traded a good bunch of pieces away that they didn't resign uh, Wesley Matthews. So that they they basically retooling everything and they're building around their big three. So right now it's looking like the Lakers in Brooklyn, the Nets yeah. and the Lakers and as favorites to, to meet in the finals this upcoming season. Um, I just need Miami to keep making some moves though. I need them to pick up DeMar DeRozan. They pick up DeMar DeRozan and then there's two more people that we can pick up for the low. We can go after DeMarcus cousin and JaVale McGee. Or Dwayne Detman. You know, it's just big men for, for rebounding and, you know, for size. So, that, that's all. I just need Miami to do some things to kind of get in that contention because right now it's looking like, it's it's looking like, uh, you know, the way Golden State and the Cavaliers was looking, you know, all those years where you just knew it was going to be Golden State and the, and, and the Cavaliers. It's looking like it's going to be the Lakers and the Nets. And crazy enough, mm-hmm. it's looking like the same main stars are Kevin Durant and LeBron James again. Yep. So that's, I don't know, man. What, what's when, when is football season? Isn't football starting? Isn't it like right, right around the corner? Now. Let's football, go. See, football Cowboys, is here. Cowboys, let's go. Like, let's go. I'm not a, yeah, I'm not it. a big football fan, but I, I, I do try to stick with the Panthers, you know, keep pounding, the Panthers, but they've made some of the dumbest moves. And, you know, w- w- when they got, when they got rid of cam, then I was just like, yeah, it's a wrap. And so it just kind of been like that, but, but, you know, I'll, I'll keep watching. I'll watch and, you know, we'll just see what happens, but, ah, uh, <laughs> that's it man <laughs> that's all I got listen it's just been one of those Mondays y'all we just wanted to come in and kind of talk about some things check on one another check on the mental uh, check on the weekend uh, talk about a couple of things that's going on but that's all we got for y'all today <laughs> so so listen on behalf of the Talk My Credo podcast USA. thank USA. y'all um USA. For, for checking in on us. Follow us on our social medias at Talk My Credo on Instagram, on Twitter. Hit us with uh, an email for questions, comments, concerns at talkmycredo uh, at gmail.com. The Talk My Credo Network is coming. It's on the way. Talkmycredo.com is on the way. Um, Let's go. You know, we we working, we working, and we working. And thank y'all for rocking with us. And until next time, the words of P. Shaw, stay fly, stay blessed.